If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Passover, a Spike Cohen joint, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Wait, what was the... What was that a parody of? Spike Spike Lee, not Spike Cohen. Spike Lee has a movie called Passover. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hey, folks, thanks so much for tuning in for this amazing episode. Christmas episode. Why is it Christmas? Because over the last five minutes, we grabbed every Christmas thing we could in our house. And I did this yeah. background. So now it's a Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Uh, this, of course, is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere. Oh, man, these are long. Those are long. These are long. Those are long. We're on all social media platforms for now. All podcasting platforms, again, for now. And uh, you can also find us on MuddyWatersMedia.com. Be sure to like us, follow us, subscribe to us. All the Whatever you're watching or listening to this on, get involved today. Wait, say something. Okay, okay, never okay. mind. I was making sure your audio was working. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that early. Uh, tune in. Be sure to uh, uh, like, subscribe, follow everything else. And if you're doing it on YouTube, be sure to hit the bell. Hit the bell. Don't just press subscribe. Hit the bell because we want your phone to literally explode with notifications every single time we go live. Give the gift of muddied waters today. Kids love it. Yes, and first and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fine people at Knock 'em All at Home for the kava I am drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious Christmassy water that I'm drinking on this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. The finest Christmas kava. It tastes exactly like mud. Yes. Yes. Christmas mud. Chris mud. Ha! Merry Chris mud, everybody. Especially to our muddied mud skipping militia who have decided to subscribe to Anchor, to our Anchor by going to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. I forgot to do that um, before the welcome video. Anyway, uh, yes. so yes, do that. And for $10 a month, you get exclusive access to all sorts of incredible Muddy Waters content. You get an ad-free experience on Anchor and Spotify, and once a month you get access to the Muddy Zoom, which is a really cool Zoom call with me and Matt and the rest of the Muddied crew and all of you little mud-skipping, mud-skateer, muddied militia, muddied 
we really got to just nail down a name for our subscribers. Mud, the mud people. Not that. Um, This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in history. It's also the second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party and the fastest growing one, which is funny. Waffle House, of course, well known for being often in many places the only thing that's open uh, on Christmas Eve night and uh, and every other night, too. Uh, But if you go to the if you want to become a member of the of the uh, absolute dynamo that's taking over the the Libertarian Party. Go to li- the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Uh, you can also go to muddywatersmedia.com and go to the store and you can buy some sweet Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus merch. The Muddied Gravy buddies. King. Muddied Buddies? That sounds... Mm, that sounds... Like the candy. Sure. The Gravy King. That's what we can call everyone, the Gravy Kings. Joe Soloski. Joe Soloski is running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you would like to help Joe become the first libertarian governor ever, go to joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. com. Jack Casey has written three books. What are they about? I will never know and I'll never tell you. I will tell you that their names are the Royal Green, in Silver Throned, and Crowned by Gold. Uh, if you purchase them today at theroyalgreen.com, you will be able to find out what they're about. And if the person who wrote them is or is not, in fact, an actual living cult leader. Thomas Queter is running for state senate. You can help Tom by going to tomfor52.com. Tom Queter is running for the 52nd District of New York in the state senate and he says i run better than albany which he finds hilarious because he's a, a cripple in a wheelchair and he pays us to say that every week actually twice a week for me well no twice a week for you too and if you want to help tom is an incredible guy he's a great guy he is running a fantastic campaign and if you would like to help him become the first libertarian state senator in new york history go to tom for 52.com that's t-o-m-f-o-r five two dot Defy the power in stitches and glitches. Sell the best tumblers in human history. They are incredibly high uh, quality. They keep your hots hot. They keep your colds cold. And there's no, you don't have to tell it. It just knows. It just knows. More important than any of that, they have some incredible designs. And if you don't like their designs, that's fine. Because they let you fully customize the tumbler for free. And if you've seen some of the tumblers that we have auctioned on this August program of ours, it wasn't in August. Well, actually, we did one in August. Uh, the You would know just how heavy the customization can be. And they don't charge anything extra for it. And that is literally insane. So stitchesandglitches.com and defythepower.com, Matt. Just so everybody knows, if you use the code MUDDYTUMBLER, you don't get 10% off anymore. Yeah, we got to update that. We got to update that. Now, yeah. you are wearing some some it's it's almost Christmas, Matt, as evidenced by our last minute throwing together of Christmas stuff. Um it this may look very familiar for anybody who was watching last year's Christmas episode because this is the exact thing that I wore yeah. last year. 
It's beautiful. It looks it looks just as good as it did last year. And I am wearing a custom taxation is theft. Let me get up so you can see it. Taxation is theft. Where's the is? Oh, oh. taxation oh. is theft. Sweater made by that the great folks. so good when you were rubbing your rubbing your sweatshirt What's all that? over your oh, microphone. No. Here, let me do that again so you can actually hear it and not have it rubbed. Taxation is theft. There we go. Look, and I'm not touching the... Yeah, there we go. And that comes from the great folks at Proud Libertarian. Uh, so thank you to uh, Mark and Daniel over at Proud Libertarian for putting together this great sweater for me and my wife. And uh, you can go to ProudLibertarian.com. Is that their website? Okay. I think so. Proud Libertarian. You, can, you too can get one of these sweaters. By going to ProudLibertarian.com. I don't know if they sell these. But uh, I have one. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it is, uh, as we all know, it's Christmas. It's that time of the year when everybody gets yes. together with friends and family and all that good stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. as two people who no longer partake in some of the more fun things in life that are mm -hmm. is known as drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. um, we recommend that if you're going out make sure you have rides if you need rides call for rides yes the the standard the standard fare that we give you we don't want anybody going out this holiday season and not going home mm -hmm. um so please be careful be safe this holiday season but have fun like however you want to celebrate christmas or whatever holiday you are celebrating go out and do it have fun have a great time uh, just be safe be careful and if you need a ride call somebody for a ride if you live in this area actually don't call me this year i've got too much to do but um you can call many other people call someone else uh, call someone else this year um but yeah so uh please be safe this holiday season uh it's very important we have a very special message to all of you from santa later on today tonight uh so yes. be on the lookout for that you're gonna have to hang out for that um and uh you can uh have that to look forward to normally for anybody that's watched our christmas episodes in the past am i glitchy to you uh no but i'm being told that the uh facebook stream is cutting in and out that seems to be a facebook thing that doesn't okay. seem to be with youtube or anything else so if uh if that is happening to you then uh uh go on over to our youtube.com slash muddied waters media or you can go to float uh float.app slash uh muddy waters media slash live and check us out there uh and uh, or you can check us out on twitter um but if uh yeah there was a couple people there was um Okay, it's not freezing now. Okay, yeah. So if okay. that is happening, just switch over to the others. That's not the feed. That's something, something weird. I I noticed it a couple times on mine too. So that's something okay, specific cool. to Facebook. So and we're gonna talk about how much uh, Facebook sucks. Speaking of which, well, yeah, we're we're gonna get to that later. But yeah, so anybody who has seen uh, anybody who has seen the Christmas episodes in the past, we usually try to make them a theme kind of Christmas episode. Um, yes. But this year. Mm -hmm. This is also the episode where we would usually do the 10, uh, the 10 things that we forgot about over the year, the 10 yes. news stories that we had forgotten about. Um, yes. But this year, 
mm-hmm. because of how crazy of a week this is. And there's so much news. We decided, because we love all of you so much, that we are not taking the last week of this year off. And instead, what we are going to do is we are going to get together in person to do an end of the year wrap up. Me and Spike Cohen sitting right here in this chair together. Together. It's right in Why there. Why not? It's right, yeah, right, right here. It's We're going to be there. wedged as close as the two of us have ever been close. Yeah. As close as the two of us have ever been close before. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, we have slept in the same bed. Uh, we will be closer than also that night true. going yeah. over 2021 and what to look forward to in 2022. Yes. So we're doing that. And is that on, we're doing that on Wednesday or Thursday, we're Wednesday or Thursday. On... We have not decided yet. We should probably just tamp that down too. At, at the same time that we're tamping down, it's going to be either Wednesday or Thursday. We're either not doing an episode of My Fellow Americans or we're not doing an episode of The Writer's Block. And instead, we are doing a special episode, year ender of the muddied waters of freedom. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be right there, wedged, podcasting cheek to cheek, as it were. <laughs> year ender's game. Yes. Um... <laughs> yes. So, we are doing the first, I, I just can't wait to, to kvetch about this. This is, we are doing uh, the Mudwater uh, Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment, brought to you by Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor that Muddy Waters Media has ever had. If you woke up today and said, Merry Christmas, Matt and Spike, I don't know why you're in my room when I wake up every morning, but once again, I need to tell you that I am sick and tired of drinking coffee. It's driving me crazy. And it's driving me mad and I can't do it anymore. It's terrible. And I was telling my wife about it earlier. And, you know, she's a real battle axe. Guys, you know, I I woke up. It's much better to wake up to the two of you because, you know, let me tell you about my wife. She says, I, I woke up one time next to her and I said, honey, I'm I'm feeling I'm not feeling too good about myself. I feel I feel like a like a fat and and dirty and undesirable old man. And I need you to say something to make me feel better. And she said, "Well, your eyesight's damn near perfect." I said, "You dirty dog." And and then then there was another time. This is I I'm, it's, I was mad about that, and I was trying to get over it, but I couldn't. And I went. We were driving down the street, and we went by. Uh, we went by some by a farm with some animals. And I, I said, "Hey, you see those animals over there? The the, the pig. The, you see that that pig and that cow and the and the the chicken. You see the 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 goat. You see those those animals over there. Remind you of any of your any of your relatives?" And she said, "Yes, you're my in-laws." Yeah, my and I said, "You dirty dog. You dirty dog." But while I've got you here. I can't drink coffee anymore. It's driving me mad. I need something better. Something made of masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, my friend, I can't help you with your wife. 
but I can help you with this thing with the coffee because we have this thing that we sell that literally has all of those things that you just said you wanted and nothing else. Uh, so what a, a moment of serendipity for you. Uh, if you go to Muddy Waters Media, no, if you go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, uh, you can purchase this. It's just that. And if you're thinking, wow, all those things together, that seems like that would taste like what those things together would taste like. Yes, you're right. That's that You're is right. what it tastes like. There is exactly no sugar in it. it tastes like. I mean, they put salt in there too, for, just in case. Uh, and <laughs> so, if you will definitely want to get some 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 honey, maybe even some coffee to, to add to it. But I, I you definitely will, will want to put some honey in it. Uh, but it's got. I use this every day, and it's got one seventh the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up and excited like this. But not so much caffeine that you end up with heart problems and and uh, emotional issues and, and, and maybe even some, some forms of cancer like this. I have some forms of cancer. So if you go to uh, muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can buy your starter pack today. Matt? I like how you just threw your angry rant right in the middle of a random, <laughs> right in the middle of a random thing. On Sunday, President Joe Manchin uh, went on Fox News to say that after five and a half months of negotiating with the Dems, he cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation, referring to the uh, Build Back Better. Um, He just can't. He's tried everything humanly possible. He just can't get there. Now, before anybody out there thinks that Manchin is like the poster child of liberty and freedom, the one thing in this bill that he did not like was the child tax credit. As reported by the Washington Post, Manchin's offer to the Democrats last week uh, had priorities like universal pre-K, Measures to combat the climate emergency. It was only 600, mil, uh, 600 billion for climate emergency as opposed to the 1.3 or whatever they wanted in the other one, or 800, I don't remember what it was. Um, uh, combat climate emergency it did not include extension of the expanded ch- uh, child tax credit that uh, would continue delivering up to $300 in monthly payments to family per child which was included in the version that the House passed. The climate investments in Manchin's proposal, the Washington Post went on to say, uh, were scaled back from from the nearly 600 billion Democrats proposed. Okay, so it was 600 billion that Democrats proposed and he did 300 billion. And the omission of an expanded child tax credit made it difficult for the White House to accept the offer. Um, Joe Manchin is not a libertarian. Joe Manchin no. is a just getting it out of the way here. He's not a libertarian. He is not a demo or he is not a Republican. He no. is an old school Democrat that is now considered a moderate Democrat who is considering leaving the party. Now, one thing that we have to remember before we get into anything else, Joe Manchin quite possibly has just saved the Democratic Party from progressivism. This newest uh, iteration of progressivism, yes. Right, yes. Um, 
He quite possibly has, because now other moderates, uh, there was an unconfirmed report that Kristen Cinema, Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen, Kirsten, 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 Kirsten Cinema. I think, I think. Yeah, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah, I don't know. I can never remember. Cinema. The Senator Cinema out of Arizona. Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema. There's an unconfirmed report that Kirsten Cinema uh, said that she and Joe Manchin are the two uh, moderate Democrats who are in. Joe Manchin is in a very red state. Kirsten is in a purple state, and both of them yes. would be fighting to keep their jobs. Uh, they know that they need a little bit of overlap in order to win. Um, well, Joe Manchin needs a lot of overlap because Trump won by 40 points in 2020. He needs a lot of overlap. Um, but because, and she, or sorry, Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema, Senator Cinema said that the two of them are, they are holding the line for a half dozen or more moderate Democrats who don't want to go against the party, but are very glad that they are, that they have to hold that line. That doesn't surprise me. But it's now giving power back to the moderates. They're giving the power back to the moderates because if they are holding out, if Joe Manchin holds out, if Cinema holds out, if others start joining them and holding out, the Democratic Party will stop moving further and further to the left because they will have to appease the moderates. And it or will even become the just, progressive. Or even just Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> Um, but because of what he said on Sunday and mm -hmm. no, he, he, one of his aides called the white house like 20 minutes before he showed up on Fox news, which also didn't make the white house very happy. Mm. But then that led to Jen Psaki, uh, to say that this announcement is a sudden and inexplicable reversal of his position and a breach of his commitments to Biden and congressional Democrats, which, no. All of his commitments are to the people who voted for him. To the number of people in West Virginia that voted him in in 2018. Uh, that's who his commitment is to. He does not have commitments to the president. He does not have commitments to uh, anybody in Congress. He has commitments to the people who voted for him. And if they don't want it, he is doing the right thing by standing up here and saying, no, I'm not going to do this. You have to get rid of these things. I'm sick of the inflation. I'm sick of uh, the reckless spending, which Democrats are sick of reckless spending under a Democrat. It's a weird thing. <laughs> well, and what's crazy is like, I mean, again, you go, he's now being called a moderate. Anyone who would have proposed a one point anything trillion dollar infrastructure bill even 10 years ago would have been called an absolute kook. And now that's being called, you know, uh, a moderate austerity program that's going to starve children. And it's like like this is Joe Manchin 10 years ago would have been considered a progressive or at least certainly not a moderate um yeah i, so I was gonna say ten, certainly not a progressive he, but but this proposal this kind of money being spent would have been seen as insane 10 years ago and now it's like you know that's that used to be an entire budget almost or at least half like oh, close yeah. to half of a, a budget. and now it's you know 
that's just what they spend on on you know a single omnibus bill yeah i i, I would never say that he was a progressive uh because there were times that he sided with Bush and there were times he sided against Obama over the yep. course of his tenure in the Senate. Um, and he kind of just goes with what is going to keep me in office? What do the people of my state want while I can exactly. try to push the agenda that I think is best for the nation? Uh, and that's how he makes his choices. I get it. I get it. Like He wants to keep his job. And that is the easiest way to keep his job. Now, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, who is obviously an expert in what the people of West Virginia want and desire, the state that Trump won by 40 points, uh, said, this is what the people of West Virginia want. They are tired of not having dental or... uh, vision with their medic with their medicare and they they need this so uh the fact that he's doing this will probably lose him his senate seat well yeah if it does it's gonna it's gonna it, lose it to a republican and yeah in, somebody in, in that wouldn't have voted for yeah. it anyway yeah in west exactly. virginia yeah so uh bernie completely out of touch with anything that happens in west virginia but this is where aoc AOC tweeted out, people can be mad at Mansion. Nope, not that one. Um, people can be mad at Mansion all they want. Was there another one? But we Yeah. Well, no, I didn't make this one. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe that's the one I did make. I don't remember which one I made. Let's look at it together. Yeah. Nope. No. Nope. That's the next one. Um People can be mad at Manchin all they want, but we know he, we knew he would do this months ago, which is true. From the very beginning, he said, I cannot vote for this the way that it is written. No. And then they, he, they continued to negotiate and to continue to negotiate, trying to say that we're going to get Manchin. We're going to get him on our side. He's going to give us the yes. He kept saying no, but they kept saying, we're going to get the yes. They're like date yes. rapists. They're vote yes. rapists. Basically, um, yes. And... She went on to say, where we need answers are from the leaders who promised a path on Build Back Better if uh, infrastructure passed. Biden and Dem leaders, they chose to move infrastructure alone instead of with BBB, not Manchin, so they need to fix it. She's kind of right, even though if you had paired them together, you wouldn't have gotten infrastructure either because he wouldn't have voted for it. Definitely not. He wouldn't have. He would and have. you wouldn't and, have gotten and, the Republicans necessary to, to make that switch. You, like no, you did exactly. with the, uh... Yeah, they, they're, they're trying to blame this on, on Manchin that, you know, he decoupled this. And it's that's not what happened. We all one One person, one person didn't vote for this. And now uh, because of 240,000 people who voted for him, nobody's going to get billed back better. Do you know how the Senate works? 51 people aren't voting for it. Yes. 51. Yeah. That's a majority. Yeah. Yeah. And and ultimately, it was, like you said, it, it, it was Biden and Democrat leaders who realized that it wasn't going to pass this way. So then they decoupled them and made them into two different things. 
the the yep. infrastructure and the build back better. Okay, so they did that and they got half of what they wanted. See, this is usually in a negotiation. If you're in a bad position negotiation wise and you get half of what you wanted, you go, well, that's what I was going to get. But this is the new era where we just screech endlessly if we don't get 100% of what we called for. But you know what? Listen, if Joe, if if it is sad that we are at the era, the state that a a erstwhile moderate Democrat is the only thing standing between and 50 Republicans because a Democrat's currently president uh, is the only thing standing between us and even worse inflation. Uh, from even more spending. Um, keep in mind, most of the inflation we're going through right now is as a result of the inflationary spending that happened under Donald Trump. So, you know, it, and working with Republicans and Democrats in Congress. So it, it, this is just, it's an unfortunate thing. And uh, it just demonstrates why, you know, this is just an endless good cop, bad cop routine. And speaking of bad cops, uh, AOC, um, you know, we've been we haven't been hitting her too hard because she was almost murdered uh, on January 6th. And by that, I mean that she was in an office miles away uh, and video. So shows uh, that there was no visible signs of fear. But we have to believe her because she it said it. Yes, because reasons. Because reasons that. You as many as two reasons as many as two uh as many as two but she's been coming out against student loans which have, she's been coming out against student loans a lot over her tenure in uh the house of representatives um yes. and she is now at the point nearly begging daddy biden for an executive order canceling her seventeen thousand dollar debt apparently forgetting that she makes $170,000 a year. Let's stop these ridiculous articles that young people are killing diamond rings and they're not buying houses and they're killing this industry or we're not having any children. It's because we're being crushed by immoral debt. No person should have to go into debt, crushing debt, in order to get an education. It's wrong. It's backwards. And it doesn't help us as a country. We have a moral obligation, an economic obligation, a political obligation to cancel student debt. Now, I agree that no one should have to go into debt uh, for education, especially when it's someone else's. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm against, first of all, this isn't canceling student debt. Canceling student debt would be, and this is actually something I'm not against, canceling student debt would simply be allowing the, uh, removing the judicial um, uh, doctrine that says that there has to be a, uh, I forget what the, the term that they use, but basically a much higher standard to be able to remove uh, student debt during bankruptcy hearings uh, than literally any other type of debt. It's, it's, it's actually just one step lower than debt from the government, uh, debt that you, owe the gov that you owe the government. And simply putting it back down on the same threshold as consumer Who wrote debt. that bill? Who wrote the uh the bill i i well i so i believe it's a judicial doctrine is it is it actually a legislative thing oh well who wrote it i'll give you a hint 
He's like 78 years old and currently presides over the country. Oh, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> mwah. That's <laughs> mwah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was like 2003, so just... I think, 2003, 2004. Okay, good. So we can just undo what Joe Biden did. And that would actually be canceling student debt that's unpayable, okay? That makes sense. What she's proposing isn't actually canceling student debt. It's people like me who didn't go to college having to pay for everyone else's debt plus interest. So their debt plus the 40 years of debt because it's all going to be paid by the Federal Reserve and uh, and then lent or paid by the paid through loans from the Federal Reserve. And so, so now I'm paying it with interest. Pull, pull, pull her tweet back up really quick. Um, so at the bottom there, she says, we have a moral obligation to cancel student debt. We're going to get into economic obligation here in a second, but we have a moral obligation to cancel student debt. Uh, no, people have a moral obligation to pay off their debts or to go into bankruptcy. The fact that your president, the guy that you are now begging to cancel this stuff, is yes. uh, the one who made it impossible to uh, declare student debt on bankruptcies is on, well, you, really, because you, well, you weren't old enough to vote then, probably, but you would have supported him anyway. Uh, but the moral obligation is when you get a debt, when you sign up for a debt, you pay the debt off. That mm. is where the moral obligation is. The moral obligation is not on, we need to just wipe this slate clean. The economic obligation, well, years ago, if you had a high school diploma, you could get a great job coming out of high school. But then exactly. they kind of mandated high school for everybody. And if you didn't go, your parents got arrested. You can talk to the vice president about that. Um, yep. So everybody was going to high school. High school diplomas are basically worthless now uh yeah. for a lot of people like you can't just go out with a high school diploma and get a good job like you you're going to need some training in some other industry uh or you need to start your own start your own business mm -hmm. by saying we're going to give college education to everyone you are going to devalue the the worth of a college education and then everybody's going to need master's degrees and they're going to go and they're going to get rack up debt to get master's degrees and doctorates and things that don't matter um and, and they're going to be to do a really old callback to one of our early early episodes i think it was episode three you're going to get doctorates in lesbian dance theory and and still be unemployable and still be unemployable still be unemployable and you will also have still paid the cost of that college but you paid it in the form of taxes and inflation which means that they can hide your cost, which means it goes up. Yep. Now, political obligation, yes, because she knows if she cancels student debts, if the Democrats cancel student debts, there will be an entire generation of kids who will yep. vote for Democrats because they got them out of 60, 70, $80,000 in debt. 100% mm -hmm. that is going to happen. So yes, you do have a political obligation to do it, but the economic obligation that you say you have is actually going to destroy so many things on an economic level and the moral obligation, you just don't understand what that means. Yeah, and the people that will be the most affected by the crushing taxes and inflation that you're proposing are the very people that you say you're gonna help because that's right. what always happens. That's why 
a record number, a record percentage of Americans are on assistance. Now, the majority of Americans are on some form of public assistance because of policies like this that drive up the cost of living so much that the average American can't pay anymore. That coupled with uh, taxes and mandates and other things that have uh, regulated our economy so much that it is increasingly unprofitable to do business here and so people do business elsewhere instead that leads to there being a glut of labor which as we've seen recently where there's been a disruption in the labor market suddenly people are able to uh, ask for a lot more at work what if it were like that all the time and what if it weren't coupled with massive inflation that's driving up the cost of everything. What if you also had the price of things going down or at least staying steady? That's called prosperity. That's called dry, pulling entire uh, 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 economic segments out of poverty or near poverty and into self-sufficiency, which horrifies people like AOC because then yeah. she can't stand over your almost dying corpse and dangle bits of bread that they she stole from you and say hey here's one more little crumb so you can stay alive vote for me that's the swindle so speaking of absolute bloodsuckers liz warren liz warren went and attacked yes times person of the year elon musk <laughs> I like that that's how we're saying it. <laughs> um, so now the owner yes. mm -hmm. of SpaceX, Tesla, Neuralink, and the Boring Company has decided to own something else. Liz Warren. Liz Warren. She tweeted, let's change the rig tax code so person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off anybody else. Or yeah. off everyone else. And, and incidentally, yeah, I just want to note bef before we go to what Elon said, she was noting that Elon Musk hadn't paid taxes in 2018 because he lost money in 2018. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Elon Musk is the freeloader out of this group, Liz. Yes. Um, you taught your one class at Harvard for $250,000 a year and barely showed up. Uh, you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. And then he went on to say, and if you opened your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I will pay more in taxes than any American in history this year. It's over, it's over $11 billion in taxes. Yep. Don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already did. Or you yeah. did already. Well, you, that's close enough. Um, now, now it, if you had to guess mm -hmm. at how long $11 billion funds the United States government. It's a matter of hours. I think it's just a couple few hours. Depends on your definition of those. Um, it, it is roughly, uh, it's roughly 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Not less even a one day. day. Yeah. Yep. Less than, le less than one day that the amount of time, slightly under the amount of time, most of us are awake. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm going to look up Elon Musk's network to make a point. 
okay, so his net worth is $243 billion, which is a lot of money. Now, mm. if eleven, billion, I wouldn't say no to it. I would definitely. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, roll over and bet on that one. Uh, but uh, uh, $243 billion. So if he now, meanwhile, that's not cash, because that's another thing that economically illiterate people don't understand about net worth. Net worth includes his holdings in companies. So this is the speakings of people who when they say I'm worth 50 bucks, it means they have $50 in their pocket and own nothing. (laughs) So uh, and that that's many of these folks that talk like this. Um, because they own nothing, the only thing they own is the money in their pocket. And so it's kind of foreign, the idea of someone owning things. And so, which is why they often think you shouldn't own things, because they don't. Um, so anyway, uh, Elon Musk, uh, $243 billion. Uh, so let me do the math. This is very, very rough back of the book math. But $11 billion, um, if that funds government for half a day, roughly, then that means about $20 billion a day, uh, give or take. It's 14. Uh, yeah, I'm, again, very rough back of the book math here. About $20 billion a day, give or take. So he could fund the government. If you took, if you not just took all of his money, but if you liquidated every single thing he owns and assumes that and assume that liquidating everything he owns wouldn't make you get less than $243 billion, which you would, but you don't understand that either. Uh, but if you, uh, it, or the, I'm sorry, the folks that are proposing this don't understand that either. Um, if you We, we know you guys all, do. Yeah, you do because you're smart. You do, uh, but because you watch this us. would roughly fund government for 12 days. If you were to liquidate all of Tesla uh, or all of his shares of Tesla, the Boring Company, Neuralink, uh, uh, SpaceX, and everything else he's in, and whatever cash he has on hand at any property he owns here or anywhere in the globe, then you they could fund the government. Know. For 12 days, that one time for 12 days, and you would have also bankrupted multiple companies in doing so. Now, with now, I, I do want to say Elon Musk has not met a tax break or subsidy he doesn't like because he's a businessman, and that's the reality of doing big business in the world, in the developed world right now, is you have to get your subsidies, you have to, you know, you you get to line up for your subsidies, you get to line up for your protections, and if you don't line up for them, they find someone else who will and make sure you can't do business. So it is truly a stick and carrot approach. It's do you want the subsidies and the strings attached, or do you want to make just have nothing but strings and make sure you're never able to really do any real business? So he's done it not defending it i'm simply saying that that's the reality of the market that has been created by government by the people like liz warren like liz warren yes. she created that like liz warren. uh she she definitely created that elon musk who recently described himself as an anarchist and who increasingly sounds like an ancap i can assure you would much prefer at least appears to be he would much prefer a completely wide open free market economy because he'd probably be one of the few multi-billionaires who'd still be rich in it maybe jeff bezos actually jeff bezos probably would be too jeff bezos would be yeah jeff bezos bill gates bill gates might be he might be he wouldn't be as rich as he is now, but no, but he'd still be a multi-billionaire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd still be rich too. He'd still be rich. Yeah, but a lot of rich. those billionaires that exist entirely because of state privilege, they wouldn't be anymore. He'd probably be Elon Musk would probably be a trillionaire. Yes. Yes. 
and nobody would be mad at him because he would continue making product. Like, how many people remember he's the person who invented PayPal? He came up with PayPal and then he was just like, okay, I'm selling this now and I'm going to go build rocket ships. And everybody was like, well, that's stupid. Rocket ships and electric cars. And everyone's like, you idiot. You idiot. And now he is a cultural icon. And also when he invented PayPal, he had a lot less hair. I'm telling y'all, if you see, if I suddenly have this beautiful head of hair, I am running for president. Like if, this is, you know, if you have I'm, the Jack a, Casey mane, if, if I suddenly but, have like <laughs> this just flowing mane of hair, I'm Spike Cohen, and I, if there's one thing I like more than my glorious mane of hair that I suddenly received, we don't talk about, it's freedom, and that's why I'm running for president. Totally coincidental. It's like Steve, Steve Carell on the second season of The Office. Yes. Yeah. And I, I also, I just would like to note that I'd like to look at this thing behind me. Oh, you notice that I have all my hair back there? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I guess it's just a thing. Vote for me. So, yes. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I, 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 so, so many people focused on the, you know, Senator Karen. And that's a, you know, that was funny. But I like that it got, I wish it, there were many people who didn't pay as much attention I'm glad that you had both of it up because the second part was way more impactful. The second part he's was literally, better. He's like, yeah, I wish he had mentioned, maybe he did, maybe this was a longer thread. I wish he had mentioned, hey, have you ever made money that wasn't paid by the taxpayer? Because my understanding is no, except for selling books, uh, which she has done based on what she has, you know, her career that she's built up working on being paid by the taxpayer. So I guess that. So, I mean, you want to talk about freeloaders and leeches. uh, There's plenty to criticize Elon Musk on. Uh, The last person I want to hear about it from is Liz Warren. Also, notice that Liz Warren isn't saying that she's upset about the billions in subsidies he gets and and tax breaks he gets. She's mad that he's not paying more income taxes to fund the swindle. Even though he's paying more than anyone else. 11 i think i think he paid 11 billion for this year and i think for next year it's estimated 15 sounds right yeah i i don't remember those numbers off the top of my head but that freeloader that freeloader he's gonna pay 26 billion he's gonna pay more money than most of us can fathom even see what that would look like i remember when someone being worth 26 billion dollars was a lot of money. I remember when Bill Gates was like one of the first people that to, to be worth double digits billions and you know and it was like he's worth more than 9 billion dollars. Now that's what this guy pays in taxes in 2 years. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's insane. So, speaking of insane, maddeningly, maddeningly insane and frustrating. It is expected for the Jelaine Maxwell verdict will be later this week. Yes, because they don't think that the jury is going to want to hang around past Christmas. Um, but because the prosecution decided to take their holiday holiday vacations early this year and not show up to this trial even a yeah. little bit, yeah. uh, and they and they ended their questioning after two weeks when it was expected that it was going to go 
uh, over a month. They expected this entire trial to be six weeks long. Yep. When we reported on it initially, we said, this is going to go past Christmas. Nope. They ended it a week before. Um, and somehow, somehow, they didn't argue enough to convince the judge to allow referring to Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell as the defendant and had to refer to her as Miss Maxwell. And the judge instructed the jury that they can weigh whether Maxwell consciously avoided knowledge of Epstein's abuse, uh, Epstein's abuse of underage girls, whether she consciously avoided Epstein's abuse. I'm going to consciously avoid the fact that my boyfriend and partner is boss and boss is routinely having sex with what appears to be underage girls. Consciously. Consciously. You're going to consciously avoid that knowledge. So, you know, when someone says, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that this judge is saying that that is a valid defense to be like, I didn't see that your honor. Oh, okay. You didn't see that. Well then you didn't see it. I saw it. But I avoided it. I, I consciously, consciously avoided I it. am avoiding this rape <sighs> that's happening next to me. That's happening You're right on. here. Right here. Because in testimony, she was in the room for many of these things. But she consciously avoided it. She consciously avoided it. She may yeah. have physically been there, but she's consciously somewhere else. Somewhere more pleasant. Somewhere where underage girls aren't being raped which is where one would go if one wanted to consciously avoid a rape that was happening they would go to a better place maybe like what's happening behind me a nice christmas idyllic scene with a it's like a is that a is this a uh was it rockwell painting and it's you know it's nice and there's it's nice got christmas lights and no children zero children being raped and in all fairness the two blank, well, the two pictures behind me, which is yes. a facsimile of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, what's happening in these pictures? Better than underage girls being raped. Also better than underage girls. Really anything here when, that's happening on this show. She could when have Spike had the blank wall and nothing yes. was behind him. Better than underage girls being raped. Yes, even without the background, even if we are to just look at what's happening behind me as what it is, which is a green screen, then you still could say, still, that that's not underage girls being raped. And this is a valid defense. I think that I knew the fix was in when the prosecution focused so much on the UPS logs. Dun, dun, dun. The UPS logs that are going to totally show that Jelaine Maxwell was knowingly sending, consciously, not avoiding, sending lingerie to these underage girls. They knew what the evidence was because they found it and they presented it. And their witness testified 
this was like Kyle Rittenhouse all over again. Their witness, the prosecution's witness, testified that the prosecution's evidence demonstrated that Jelaine Maxwell never sent underwear or lingerie to under to anyone, including underage girls, and that she did actively use that account or send from that location or whatever it was. So she was there. She was sending stuff, just not the thing that they were saying was the linchpin of their evidence that they knew didn't say that and that their own uh 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 i witnessed their their own uh uh what is the word i'm looking for witness know. their own witness <laughs> said didn't show anything that's when i knew there was something a little bit tricky here a little sus as the kids would say like when they first were doing when they were first uh questioning or uh not interrogating when they were, when the, the pilot was on the stand i was like oh okay like they're taking this a lot more serious than i thought and then they released like a page of the black book and alec baldwin was in it and he's having he may be having a worse year a worse year than joe biden Well, not as bad as the woman he shot and killed. Well, no. No, that woman's but, having a much worse year. But that's why I didn't well, not compare him to her. Well, yeah, not to her. But compared to Joe Biden, yeah. No, he's having a, a rough one. Now, thankfully, the media will pretend that none of it's happening. So there oh, is yeah. that. No. They, they will never bring up the fact that uh, Alec Baldwin's text messages were just subpoenaed. Not going to happen. Or yeah. there's a warrant. Uh, uh, Andrea, Andrea O'Donnell said he definitely is having a worse year because Biden doesn't know what's happening, what his year's like. So that's, that's valid. That is accurate. Although, thankfully, I will have you know, uh, last time I was on Kennedy, that the Democrat, I forget his name, I think his name's Kevin, the Democrat informed us, well, don't be worried, folks, because he's not, uh, he definitely is all there. He just has a stutter. That's why he wanders off, because he's got a stutter. Have you, has he read a quote from this man? We It was brutal, man. Like, so when I'm watching the show, I'm just looking at a black screen. When I was in studio, I, in their media pod, I could see what was actually happening. But at home, they just have a black screen because they want to make sure I'm looking at the camera and not the screen. So they just have it as black so that I'm not distra- distracted. And I'm thinking while he while I'm reacting to him saying this, I'm thinking I can't be the only person that's having this reaction. And sure enough, as he's saying this, Kennedy and the I think Kenny McEnany, the uh, uh, the the Republican guest. I should probably remember these folks' names. Uh, the Republican guest, and we, we all are like, what? Um, so yes, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. Mac- I said it's Kenny like Steve Mac- just said. Yes, is that is that the, the former McEnany. press secretary? Yes, she was at the aquarium the other day. Oh wow! Um, well, yeah. you could tell her I said hi, and she maybe she probably didn't remember my name either. Um, Kaylee <laughs> Macamit Maca McEnany. Kaylee Mac. That's there. Yeah, that's her. Oh wow, she was a former press secretary. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. We all had the same we, response. We've shown clips of her on this show. I'm sure that's true. But I was stuttering when that happened. Accurate. I had a stutter. 
in that moment. Uh, so, yes, this is a. It's just. Uh, it's just like absolutely ridiculous. I, I'm. I'm pretty sure the fix is in. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't know you had it. Adam just said I have a stutter. I've never noticed you having a stutter. Maybe. Well, maybe ty- when you're stuttering, typing. I'm stuttering. No, I. I know. <laughs> How him do you expect him to type? Like, I. No. 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 I know him, and we speak. That's funny. Oh, no, that's no, funny. no! I, I, I have a stutter. Uh, typing like I think what happens Ed, is when he stutters, typing like Ed I'm... Norton in Primal Fear. Yes, that's that'll get us canceled. Uh, not the thing about the kids being raped, but the stutter no. is it's yeah. ableist um so well we're gonna get yeah. canceled later anyway it doesn't matter that's true we're uh, about to explain how we got canceled but yeah i i i don't know you know it's one of those things they say never attribute to malice what can easily or what can more easily be uh, attributed to ineptitude this feels like they this feels like the fix is in like especially when yeah. you couple it with prince andrew didn't have to testify uh the uk uh high court their version of the supreme court uh um um reversed their decision and are now allowing julian uh julian uh assange to be extradited to the u.s it just it feels like there's some quid pro quo and and it feels like there was also just a lot of powerful people that didn't want to be dragged into court and this it's like they're just botching this thing for this for this lady the goal of prince andrew to say uh, New York's law on sexual assault victims being able to sue uh, their attackers 55 years after the fact that it happened goes against the Constitution. The gall of that man. The American Constitution? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I hate when people i disagree with come up with phrases that accurately describe things the far right has coined clown world that's accurate that's accurate and it's and the clowns are the people who look at this stuff and go this is perfectly fine because these people aren't clowns they're good they're bad actors they're they're just act they're you know doing their bit part to make sure they can victimize us however they want to. It's the people who look at this and go, this is per, you know what the only problem here is, is that taxes aren't higher and my uh, student debt's not canceled. That's the clown. Like the world is being run by an increasingly large number of pedophiles and various other types of abusers and traffickers that have no impute that are, you know, immune to any kind of uh, responsibility for it. Are they going to cancel my debt that they made me get because they destroyed the economy and education? Then I'll be okay with it. I'm actually already okay with it. I just want stuff. Actually, I, I don't care. I just want the free stuff. I like, just we want won't the bring stuff. This I don't actually care. We, we won't bring up this stuff if you just cancel all of my debt. Um, yes. And speaking, oh, and speaking of, of outlandish. Pl- yes. Speaking, speaking of, of outlandish. Pl- absolute clown world hillary clinton is 
probably definitely thinking about running in 2024. According to a new poll that was just released about five days ago, um, yes. 22% of voters want Biden to seek a second term. 22%. His approval ratings were running somewhere around 40, 40, 41, 42, uh, depending on which poll you read, as low as like 37. But, you know, we can we can roughly say he's running about 41, 42 percent approval rating. Uh, but 22 percent of voters want him to run for reelection. Harris is polling at 28 percent approval, according to the USA Today. Uh the former New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, who everybody thought was sort of the wonderkind for mm. uh, the presidency. Not, not anymore. Yeah, no, no, not so much. No. Gavin, no. Ne- Gavin Newsom. He just spent a ton of money trying to make sure he didn't lose his job. Yeah, he does not have anything in the coffers. He could at he, best we- become a moderate Democrat's vice presidential pick to to try to burnish the progressive credo or something. He, yeah. He's not going to be president. No. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's not 40 years old and he's got the supply chain crisis in which he left in the middle of for paternity leave. His old town, his own town doesn't mayor Pete was such a bunch of garbage. Like as soon as that came up, mayor Pete oversaw one of an, an absolutely abusive police force did next to nothing about it. No one, no one wants no one wants mayor Pete, which means he might he'll he's likely to become president but that's i of the people on this list he's the one that's actually the most likely to become president most likely he's yeah. the one that's the the most malleable to to uh, uh crony corporate interest bernie sanders he's gonna be like a thousand yeah he's next time president. uh elizabeth warren she can't she's busy she's owned by elon now uh, and Cory Booker, I don't even know if Cory, I know he got COVID, but I don't, before he got COVID, I didn't know if he was alive. I haven't heard about Cory Booker. Nope. Not since the election. I, the last I heard of Cory Booker was he, he, uh, co-sponsored some bill, uh, that said, uh, that said uh it was a republican trying to do a gotcha on democrats and saying you know we're going to defund all the police or something like that and cory booker said oh i'm so glad we're having this up for a vote uh i'm happily gonna vote uh or, or to say that we're not going to defund the police or something like that and he said i'm so glad happy we're having a vote on this and i'm certain that uh you know the the republicans are going to stop using this tired trope against us once we vote against this and i'm happy to have you know it was it's actually funny and uh that's the last I heard of him. Cory Booker yeah. actually strikes me as someone who's probably a really, like, nice guy and probably, like, may have meant well at some point and has just gotten just lost in the in the situation. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's not going to be president. No, he's not going to. No, God, no. So add, add the fact that the entire class of possibilities in 2020 
we just named them basically all of them yeah outside of tulsi which somebody brought up but tulsi uh left the house of representatives and i don't even think she considers herself a democrat anymore she's an independent at this point in in all in every if she's still a democrat it's in yeah if she's still a democrat it's it's in name uh and the fact that she nominated uh Uh, i just want to remind everyone of that yes Rachel Way says Beto. Uh, Beto is running for governor of Texas next year, and, and he is we'll going to that. get demolished. Yeah, he's going to lose that really, 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 really hard. He's going to lose that really hard. And uh, so that. that will yeah. basically be his third strike rule, and he yeah. will be out. Yeah, that'll be the um, end of that. And uh, progressives got sick of Beto when they actually looked at his actual record and not just the fact that he was running against uh, Ted Cruz. So if you add in the fact that uh, the entire 2020 class has fallen by the wayside, Eric Swalwell, sure, um, he's got a shot. <laughs> Why not? Yes, what was that? for Ambassador uh, not, to China. Not, not Klobuchar, but the other woman that was running. The one that her dad was the lawyer for the sex, the underage sex cult. Oh, uh, uh, the junior senator from, gosh, what is her name? The junior senator from New York. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I think her name is Kristen, too. Junior New York senator. Yeah, Kirsten. What's with these Kirstens? Kirsten Gill- Gillibrand, yeah. And his, Gillibrand. Her, her dad. Yeah, Kirsten, which, yeah, her dad was the lawyer for Nexium. Yeah, um, I mean, so I just want to say, like, if your dad's a defense lawyer, does that reflect on you, though? Like who he represented? It wasn't that he represented. That was he helped them write up their paperwork. Oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he helped them like <clears throat> build the thing. Um, First of all, if your name, I well, I don't want to say that. So if you take the fact that everybody in that class is basically forgotten about, or uh, yes, well aged out or owned by Elon uh, and then throw in that Hillary did a master class on resilience where she read her 2016 acceptance speech which has led people to believe that she's thinking of running again if Biden not doesn't uh, That thing was so cringe. I watched like three minutes of it. It was so cringe. I, I couldn't. Awful. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I was going to watch it. I commented on it a couple times, and I'm like, I can't watch this. Yeah, it was. I watched like two minutes of it. It was awful. Uh, even her tears were fake. Um, this could potentially lead to a rematch of 2016, because we all know Trump's running again. And if Hillary runs and Biden doesn't. They don't have anybody in the wings. They have, they have a worse bench than the Jets, which that's I don't know if you understand that, but I know the Jets are terrible. I okay. This is so. I mean, just think of like, if the lesson that you got as the Democratic Party from twenty sixteen and twenty twenty is that Hillary should be your nominee. Like, no one wants this person. 
No one wants this person. She inspires nothing. People, the more they're around her and hear about her, the more they naturally dislike her. She has no real personality. She's incredibly off-putting. She's got some odd, weird stuff in her past. What? You're going to run her again? Why? Because she's a woman? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I pressed the thing. I didn't mean to press. Um. So I just want to say that... I apologize. It was the thing. Um, if this party runs this woman again after what she did and how poorly she did, then that would be a gigantic mistake. Can you imagine waking up on election day? The, like not the day after the day of waking up on election day, New York times is giving you an 84% chance to win. You think you are coasting through this day. And it was, it was kind of close, you know, early on. And then Pennsylvania had to pull back their, <laughs> their prediction that Hillary won and turn it around. That was say, wild watching that. I remember watching that. Cause I was like, I'm like, so I, I, I did think that, Hillary was going to win. I thought it was going to be super I close. I thought it was going to be like a nail. You know, they're like, oh, she's going to, is she going to win Georgia? I'm like, she's not going to win Georgia. She's probably not even going to, she might not even win North Carolina. Like, relax. She needs to worry about if she's going to win Michigan. Um, and watching that, you know, 97% chance or 80 whatever percent chance of Hillary. And it just kept doing this as one state. And then they kept it at 50 for like, I think that was New York Times, kept it at 50 for like the longest time. And I'm like, she lost Michigan. What is your path of her having any shot of winning, much less a 50-50 shot of winning at this point? She's losing in, in Pennsylvania. She's losing in Michigan. Like, give me a freaking break. She's not going to get this. And uh, and they, they, they stuck with it until pretty much they kept it almost at 50 until like, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes before they announced that Trump was the winner that evening. Yeah. Brutal. Um, so brutal. Yeah. I did not consciously press the thing. People are accusing me in the comments of the, the, the technical error that we had earlier, the technical difficulties that we had. I'm being accused by multiple people uh, that of, of, of consciously, consciously pressing the thing. I consciously avoided pressing, <laughs> pressing the, the thing. thing because it's not enough to not mean to press the thing we must you be actively <laughs> anti-pressing the thing merry christmas everyone god joe was a can terrible candidate um just awful just terrible oh sorry i can't do interviews before 10 a.m i can't do interviews before 1 p.m 2 p.m. <laughs> Whatever it was. Whatever it was. I don't care. God, because I'm too hungover in the morning to get up and talk coherently. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. No interviews over 15 minutes long. No interviews over 15 minutes long. I'm afraid of gotcha questions. You know, like when they ask me about my policy. Um, <laughs> no interviews under 10 or 15 minutes, no interviews over 40 minutes. 
Is that what it was? Something like that. It was like, and oh, and on in October, in the busiest month, the crucial make or break month, the month when everyone actually the 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 gray teaming masses that might show up to vote actually start paying attention to the race. I'm gonna go back to my job full time. Now, thankfully, my full-time job is two days a week, but I'm going to take... Oh, and you know who'd be a great Supreme Court justice? Alan Dershowitz. Just there. Remember when you picked me because I was the unoffensive choice? Alan Dershowitz in the middle of all the pedo scandals. Yeah, there you go, delegates. Uh, Scientific Libertarian 2.0 says, who doesn't do interviews before 2 p.m.? The answer to that question is the 2020 Libertarian presidential candidate. (laughs) To answer that question. You know how Spike likes to get me with Tom's telling me (laughs) Carla Howell has a new song. I don't want to talk about Carla Howell. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I can't. Yeah. You know how Spike gets me worked out because he talks about Titanic? I just have to drop the, my yes. references to show. Me getting me getting Matt worked up by just mentioning the movie Titanic. It's all it takes to get me to talk about to get me a while wired up, riled up is to talk about that campaign. So here we are. We are. You guys are in for a treat because we are only halfway through the show. <laughs> Oh, and yes, because that's true. <laughs> Merry because, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. And because we um, want everybody out there to know that, yeah, we t- build back better not being in the not going through is a good thing. Uh, I, they're going to try again in January with a new bill. So let's hold our let's hold out on that. But they're going to try again. But build back better not going through is a good thing. Uh, outside of that, Hillary Clinton running is a great thing for us. Like that's just going to be great. That's just going to be hilarious. And Elon oh, Musk gosh. owning, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Uh, everything else has been terrible news, but what we want to do because we love all of you, uh, we have a special guest tonight who is the video. Oh yes. We have, we have a, spe- a very, very <laughs> <Yeah>. special guest. <laughs> we do? We have a very special so guest. special that record- I don't he, know. He, re- he recorded this video uh, last year for us for our Christmas episode, and he's doing it again this year. Please, everybody, welcome with us the fantastic Liberty Clause, who will be going over your year-end wrap-up of Liberty. Welcome to Jurassic... Oh, no, uh... Uh, what is this? Uh, muddied waters, muddied <laughs> waters media. Yep, the only dinosaur here is uh, me. Um, <laughs> good evening, Spike. Good evening, Matt. It's great to be back on the show, and I appreciate the invitation as always. It's coming, bring a little liberty cheer from old. But, but by the way, just notice the photoshopped picture 
of of Tom with my that's actually supposed to be me with my wife in the in the left side there and he photoshopped his face onto it so then my wife had it like made into an actual portrait and sent it to him just note that anyway go ahead great to be back on the show and I appreciate the invitation as always Come and bring a little Liberty cheer from old Liberty Claws at the end of the year. But uh, right now, I'd like to just say a few brief words, and then I'll let you move forward with your show. Um, it's really good to see Muddy Waters media growing. It's good to see uh, Jason Lyon back and Mr. America, though the bearded truth part. Uh, he's just... Um, uh, the real bearded truth sitting speaking to you right this minute. Anyway, um, it's great to see both of you out doing more of the work that you're doing now. Matt, it's good to see you out and about doing great things. So the greatest thing you did this year was to ask the most precious Miss Sarah to marry you. Um, she is a huge and tremendous asset. That's probably the very greatest decision you've ever made in your Shooting little life. Um, Spike, uh, it's good to see you out and about traveling again, doing the things you're doing, um, going all across the country, being a darling of Liberty Media wherever you go. Um, good, good, good. Keep on doing it, brother. You got it. You are the power. Now, what can we talk about? Well, wait, now, I, technically, I'm Spike Cohen. You are the power. Just want to note that I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about Brandon, and I'm not going to talk about the debt, and I'm not going to talk about the COVID. Instead, I want to be a positive. So, I want to share with you one of my favorite poems. Uh, it's by Sam Walter Foss. It's called "The House by the Side of the Road." Mm. There are hermit souls that live withdrawn in their places of self-content. They're souls like stars that dwell apart in a fellowless firmament. There are pioneer souls that blazed the paths where highways never ran, but let me live by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Let me live in a house by the side of the road where the race of men go by. The men who are good and the men who are bad, as good and as bad as I. I will not sit in the corner seat, nor hurl the cynic's band. Let me live in a house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. I see from my house by the side of the road, by the side of the highway of life, the men who press with the ardor of hope, the men who are faint with strife. But I turn not away from their smiles and tears, both parts of an infinite plan. Let me live in a house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. I know there are brook gladdened meadows ahead and mountains of wearisome height, that the road passes on through the long afternoon and stretches away to the night. And still I rejoice when the travelers rejoice and weep with the strangers that moan, nor live in my house by the side of the road like a man who dwells alone. Let me live in my house by the side of the road, for the race of men go by. They're good, they're bad, they're weak, they're strong, wise, foolish, so am I. Then why should I sit in the scorner's seat nor hurl the cynic's band? Let me live in the house 
on the side of the road and be a friend to man. You know, that's what I do. That's who I am. And I so enjoy my time being uh, Liberty Claus and sitting by the side of the social media and being a friend to all who want to be friends. Uh, guys, I love you. I've wasted more time than I, than I wanted to. But you all have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. <laughs> and let's have a great new year. And peace, love, liberty, liberty claws. Out. Thank you, Tom. We I, love wa- you. I waved to him like he was there. Yeah, and Tom, uh, just so liberty claws knows, uh, you can never waste too much time on the show. Spike I was going to say so much of it. So hours. I so I love that he ended all of that by saying, "Well, I've wasted enough time." <laughs> yeah. Liberty Claus has never wasted a second of airtime here at Muddied Waters. I think he meant else. his time. He didn't mean our time. He's not worried about our time. He said, no. "I've wasted enough of my time here." <laughs> so, speaking uh, of wasting time, the next segment of course is the holiday themed because we say it is personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in ho 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 moment i, I added that to make it christmas uh where you can go we should have put anchor- him in a santa hat i know i yes well uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters you can press the message button and leave us messages and we will uh listen to them and answer them right here on the weekly personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment but again this is the holiday so this is the anchor call in ho 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 moment also if you go to anchor you can add to that anchor.fm slash subscribe or anchor.fm slash muddy waters you can add a slash subscribe and then for the low price of ten dollars a month you can become a member of the muddy waters media yes you too can become a muddied mud mudder mud muddy mud Mud skipper. Mud. Mud. You can become a subscriber. And for only $10 a month, you get access to exclusive Muddy Waters content and ad-free experience on Anchor and uh, Spotify. And you also get access to our monthly Muddy Zoom, where you can go on a Zoom call with me and Matt and the rest of the Muddy crew and all of the other muddied, muddled, mud militia. And the I other saw subscribers. a question. I saw a question earlier about uh, when the next muddied Zoom is going to be, and I believe that the next muddied Zoom is going to be on January 13th. The next muddied Zoom is going to, in fact, be on January 20th, because I'm going to be flying to Arizona. It would usually be on the 13th, but we're changing it. Okay, to I, thought that was, I thought that, that was February. I thought that was February uh, no, you were doing. I think February we're doing. No, February we're doing uh, as is. Um, as as it's usually on the second Thursday of each month, but because of my travel schedule, that will sometimes be a flex day. Oh, uh, so next one is going to be on January twentieth. So if between now and January twentieth, you become a member of the muddle mud uh, subscriber, uh, then you will be able to access the muddy too. Anchor FM. Yes slash muddied waters slash subscribe now let's get to the questions and the first one is from midwest guy who haven't heard from him in a while is jacob labelle here to get very angry yes okay 
All right, go. Hey there, Matt and Spike. This is your favorite Midwest guy here. Calling today because I got a really interesting question, and I honestly just had no idea how to answer this one. So I'm going to see if maybe you guys can come up with something better than me. But uh, one, of my, one of my friends the other day, they were asking me about um, uh, child support. You know, how would how would we have a child support if we didn't have a, uh, you know, if we, if we didn't have a government or if we had, you know, a, a minarchist kind of government or anarchist government? How would, um, how do we deal with child support and, you know, absentee fathers and whatnot? How, how would that go? Yep. What would that be like? So, yeah, I don't know. Let me know. Can't wait to hear it. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. You know, good as always. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's nice to be back in the calls here. So. All right, can't wait to hear your answer. I know. Okay, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, that is the most Midwest goodbye. Oh, I gotta go now. Uh, oh, okay. Bye now. Oh bye now. no, you, oh, you, okay. you hang up okay, first bye. there. Okay now. Uh, so the short answer, Midwest guy. Thank you for that question. The short answer is. So I, I I like I, I like ironically referring to you know Ancapistan you know this 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 anarcho-capitalist uh, nation. But the reality is it's actually going to be a collection of different free associations where people right. can choose what their standards are and voluntarily associate with other people who have those same standards. So on something like this, that's going to rely heavily on what the people in that given region or 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 free association area. Uh, what that free society, what they choose to have as their standards. You know, it may be a very uh, family-oriented, more traditional society where <clears throat> there's no need for a compulsive, a compulsory uh, child support system because before you even enter, or at least a, a post hoc compulsory child support system, because before you even enter into a marriage, it's what, you know, no one in that area will even marry you if you don't already have, you know, agreement set up on, you know, how the children are taken care of and, you know, how that's going to be handled with the implicit understanding, or I guess explicit understanding uh, that, you know, that means you're not having casual hookups. And if you do, then, you know, then you're, you're, you're not going to get a lot of protection because in that society, they value a, you know, uh, reproductive decisions being based on traditional family. You may have ones that are much more wide open. And uh, as noted uh, anarcho-capitalist theorist Dave Chappelle said, uh, that if you have a society in which the uh, woman is able to opt out of parenthood, then logically speaking, so could the man. Because, yeah, because if one can, so can the other. And any argument you can make for one having to be forced to can equally made for the, be made for the other. Well, you should have thought that, that about that before you had sex. Okay, yep, true for both. Uh, well, you should have thought about that uh, obviously, in the case of rape or something like that, that's different. This is assuming consensual relations between, you know, uh, uh, non-coerced adults, or obviously, yes. Um, yes, yes. You know, that may be their standard, or there may be uh, an area that says no, only the woman gets to make that decision whether or not they want to be the parent, and there may be another one who gets really exciting and says, "Hey, no, only the man gets to do that. Screw it. Screw. We're gonna do the opposite of that." 
it really depends on what that society uh, determines. Uh, and, and if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to be a part of that society. And there'd be such a, a, uh, a, a abundance of different competing societies and cooperating societies that you could, you could determine these things for yourself and you could opt out at any time. Um, I think in general, most of those societies, things are going to be based so much more on private contractual agreements that most of those societies are going to have, or at least many of them, are going to have a lot less of a gray area for how to handle that because there isn't a gray area. It's There's already implicit understandings on responsibilities for parenthood. But ultimately, if a, if a society decided they wanted to keep a similar status quo to what there is now, where there'd be, you know, privately arbitrated family law, uh, you know, based on whatever their standards are, then that's how it would be handled. But, the, the, you know, again, it'd be handled however that society wanted to. Yeah, you covered the one thing that I that I wanted to cover, and, you know, that was there would probably be some form of child support, but it would also, there would also be opt out options uh, because if the woman can opt out, the man should be able to opt out. So those options would probably be there. I'm going to go look in the comments for the angry comments real quick. Oh yeah. There's a few. I was reading them. Yeah. Probably don't lead with that in 2024. Uh <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I lead with it. No, because I don't think it's the it's the, the main issue. But I mean, you know, if we're being consistent, we're being consistent. Are you saying like, that voters don't care? I'm say, if I'm asked about it, I'll answer. Listen, <laughs> well, that's I would like to talk that, about taxes. Is, I am. Thank you for your different. question about taxes. <laughs> that is different and refreshing from a political candidate. If I answer it. And I'll answer before 2 p.m. too. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, yeah, you covered, Steve, the, you covered yeah. the one thing that I was yeah. that I, w- I going to add. So I was like, well, yeah, don't need, to, don't need to put anything else into that. Perfect. Well done. So, uh, the, uh, so that's that one. And then this next one, next two, I'm going to play them back to back cause they're from James M. Ray. So I'm going to play them both back to back. Actually, uh, I, I, I listened to these beforehand. Okay. Uh, you can play them separately. Oh, okay. All right. So here's this one. Hey, Spike and guy on left. This is James M. Ray calling in on the Chris Reynolds attorney at law, personal injury attorney at law anchor call in moment. Close. Or something like that. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate all of you and the whole Muddied Waters team, especially Eskimo. Um, And I hope we have a great Christmas. Everybody be safe. And next year, because it's too late to do it this year, for the alcohol drinkers, so Spike's excluded... I think the LP should do and, and a Matt. massive civil disobedience outbreak of George Washington eggnog, which is verboten because of the raw eggs in it, and nobody ever gets sick over that stuff. That's it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 
you know, just because something you have the right to do something doesn't mean you have should. to necessarily. Or should. I'm trying to picture eggnog being any worse. Oh, I love eggnog. So the last, really? Yeah, I love eggnog. Oh wow, okay. I, uh, I, I, you know, I guess it's different strokes or whatever. But I, yeah. um, the last time I actually, like a few years ago, I actually uh, had the tiniest sip of eggnog just out of curiosity. This was like I don't know. Oh, this no, this is like twenty fifteen, sixteen, something like that. I had the. T- I mean, when I say sip, it was like eh, like that. It was nothing, and it was just to remember if it was. Uh, if it was as disgusting as I recalled, and I had just enough to go, oh yeah, no, that's terrible. I I won't. I'm gonna remain sober. Um, and I'm trying to picture how to make it worse. Raw. What's egg funny is, I have never like... had. I have never had eggnog, uh, with alcohol in it. You just have it, just like. Since I was mix. a kid. Yeah, since I was a kid, it was a special treat. We only got it at Christmas. And so I would drink it around Christmas time, and then it would go away. And uh, I have never had, like, I've always liked it. I, I'll get it once a year. And you've never had it with alcohol? No. Oh, even as a kid, I had it with alcohol, um, which probably explains some things. Um, the uh, raw egg, huh? That sounds... Hmm. I mean, I don't know how else do you cook the egg. Like, I don't know how it's made. I, I know it's egg juice. I just assumed it was eggs whipped up and. I assumed that it. I didn't know there. It's eggnog. <laughs> I didn't picture a whole ass raw egg in it. But you're right. They wouldn't. They couldn't cook it because then it wouldn't <laughs> right. be. It'd be. It'd be like. Fried rice with like little pieces of egg in it. Have these sons of bitches been feeding us raw eggs this whole time? No, because apparently that's illegal. But how is it liquid? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how eggnog. I don't. Much like I I don't know how the sausage is made. I don't know how eggnog is made. Stephanie Coppolis says it's tempered. Well, so is my seven-year-old, but that doesn't mean... And the egg whites and and beets as soft peaks. No, this this, uh, recipe... Has uh, where it's uh, raw. I listen. I will not be joining anyone in drinking egg eggnog of any kind. But I will fight to your to the death. Your right to do so. And thank you for okay, your, yeah. your, if you, your wish. If you buy it in the store, it's pasteurized. If you make it at home, you probably get raw eggnog. Well, thank you for your, your wishes, James, and, and uh, we love you, too. Uh, and if anyone wants to join James in drinking eggs, then Merry Christmas. All right, here's the next one. All right, this is James M. Ray calling for a second try at the 
Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, personal injury attorney at law, anchor call in moment. Well, you stay and consistent. what I wanted to have happen is, and I know he's not going to bring it up unless I bring it up. Spike, President Kidsniffer just disposed of a dog to get a different dog. And only shitty dog owners do that. I probably said the wrong word. Only lousy dog owners do that. So he is just awful. And I don't know. I, I, I would have wanted President, ex-president Facepalm to get a dog. But maybe he was smart not to if they're going to treat dogs so badly. Anyway, that's it. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that he apologized for saying shitty. Yeah, on this show. But only on this show, but only a matter of weeks ago, he was talking about blowjobs and Jizz Lane Maxwell. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say shitty. No, let's talk about blowjobs and Jizz Lane. Um, yeah, uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, because of Build Back Better not going well and uh, plummeting uh, approval ratings and uh, COVID, Omicron, whatever, like all of that not ending and uh, inflation being 6.8% so far in his presidency, his PR team said, let's get a dog. And he's probably said something like, don't I have a dog? And they said, yeah, but that one bit people. <laughs> That one bit, you had a bitey dog. You had a bitey dog, so we're not going to deal with uh, that dog anymore, and we're going to get you a new dog, and we're just going to hope that everybody forgot about that dog. We're gonna so get you Gunner is gone. Bitey dog. And instead, he got a brand new puppy, a uh, German Shepherd puppy, whose name is Commander. So basically, he makes no decisions for himself um, no. at all. And mm -mm. so I, I care, I think, more about pet and animal welfare than maybe the, the general public does. I, maybe a, a little bit more. And my wife is, I mean, she'll fight you. Um, the, uh, uh, like, straight up. And she'll win because yeah, she she's pretty fight. strong she'll yeah she'll she'll box you um yeah. the uh when it comes to so you know i can see a situation there are situations i can see in which someone says okay i have a, a behavioral problem dog and you know i've got children in the house and you know we don't have the money to uh you know uh, uh, pay for behavioral training and and you know there's not and you know we're having to keep him in in a room and you know by himself and that's just making him worse and you know he probably would do better in a better home I, I get it like again you could look at the situation that led to the dog being that way but it's likely that it it, it could be because of bad you know uh treatment of the dog or, or neglectful treatment uh or it could be you know that the dog just has a high strung personality and isn't getting the enrichment and he, whatever if you are in the white house you have access to un essentially unlimited resources. You have a gigantic building and actually many buildings that, that the dog can be in and can bring in the finest behavioralist to fix whatever the issue is with this dog so that the dog doesn't have to live that way. 
and you also have a giant PR nightmare of getting rid of a dog uh, because it's bitey. Um, it makes zero sense whatsoever to to not just fix the dog's behavioral issues. It makes even less sense to say, hey, you know what I need? I'm so sad about that German Shepherd I had to get rid of because it kept biting people. I'm going to get a German Shepherd. And I'm going to give it an arguably more aggressive name than the last one. Demonstrating that I've learned absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I need people to understand the animal welfare, like pet, the doggo people, they're single issue voters. Well, they might not be single issue voters, but they have one issue that is like uh, like a third rail. And how you treat pets is that third rail. And this isn't getting a lot of attention, but yeah, this could cost them a lot of votes that are not really visible right now and not getting a lot of attention in the midst like matt said of covid and all these other much bigger issues i that could that could backfire pretty badly also it's a a a a lousy way i don't want to say anything worse on this program a lousy way to treat a dog um Um, so real quick uh i saw in the real quick i saw in the comments from somebody giuseppe i think um Mm -hmm. It's a shame that raw milk is illegal in 60% of the U.S. Now, Giuseppe, fun fact, raw milk is illegal for human consumption in 60% of the U.S. So if you are a farmer and you go to your local farmer's market and you want to sell raw milk, just brand it as this is for pets or this is for not human consumption and they can't stop you from selling it. Please don't consume this yourself as a human because it's not for humans. It's for pets. This raw milk is for your pet. It is 100% safe, arguably beneficial for your pet. And definitely not you. Definitely not you. We need you to consciously avoid drinking this raw milk. It is not enough to not drink this raw milk and instead only to give it to your pet. We must be actively anti-drinking this raw milk and instead actively pro-feeding it only to your pet and not you. Adam Wegg says, I base my entire opinion of people off of how they treat dogs first and foremost. Yeah, veterinary use only. Can you, uh, Joe Hanush says, can I take horse tranquilizer? Absolutely. And dewormer at, at the same time. At the same time. I'm not going to say I've taken horse not tranquilizer. Not medical advice. Not medical advice. Not going to say I haven't taken it. Not medical advice. So uh, here we go. Uh, Okay, here's the next one is from Stephen Witt, who I actually got to see very briefly a couple days ago. Hey, what's up, Matt and Spike? This is Steve Witt calling in on the Chris Reynolds Attorney at Law anchor call in moment. First and foremost, just wanted to say Merry Christmas to all and to all a good muddied waters Christmas. 
And the next thing I wanted to talk about real quick was, if you guys heard, I'm sure you did, um, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals went ahead and removed the stay on Biden's OSHA vaccine mandate. And come to find out, it was done by an Obama-appointed judge. So I just wanted to know what you guys' opinion is on that. Keep staying non-compliant. Do not comply, everybody. Do not comply. So, Stephen, thank you for the call. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, Merry Christmas. That's the second half of our show, so you're going to get your answer. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, we're going to be talking quite a bit about that. Uh, So there are three that I guess we're going to play all together uh, from the Cajun Libertarian from Noel. Here's the first. Well, I'll just play all three. Hey, Matt and Spike, Cajun Libertarian here, your favorite personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor caller, moment caller, calling. I'd like to say hey to everyone and sorry. I love y'all. I know I've been out of pocket a little bit here lately. I just needed to uh, take a hiatus to recuperate so that I can be full strength headed into the new year to spread the liberty message. With that being said, I wanted to talk a second about Anthony Fat. What? Yes, I'm telling him right now. It's an anchor call-in moment. Only get 60 seconds. Now, I'm, everybody knows how wrong Fauci is. Now, I'm not to say it anyway. Of course. Can I, can I do it? Thank you. Sorry, y'all. Anyway, um, yeah, Fauci lied. Fauci's wrong. He's a dictator. He's a tyrant. He hates science, and so does Biden. So, here's a little message for them. Ready to hear it? Here it goes. <clears throat> Suck on my brown and salty balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Is this three three of these? Okay, look. All right. I need to apologize for that last message. Uh, I've been a little bit arrogant, a little bit disrespectful, and unappreciative of um, the, the work that Fauci and Biden have been doing. Of course a lot of people are going to get some things wrong. I mean, that's just the nature of the business. So I think a little bit of grace and understanding should be appreciated. A little bit of empathy and sympathy extended their way isn't necessarily such a bad thing. And so I think I want to I play this song for you that I wrote in appreciation of the work that Biden and Fauci have been doing. So the the next call-in is, is that song right now. All right, so here it is, an appreciation song for the great progress that Fauci and Biden have made through the pandemic. Hashtag, let's go, Brandon. 
Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, so, folks, that was the... That was the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Anchor call-in moment. Be sure, again, to go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters to leave your messages for next week, uh, our year-ender. And also, if you go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe, you get all the access to all the stuff I we were telling you about earlier, ad-free experience, exclusive content, and the... Muddy Zoom as well. So that brings us to our last segment. Next segment. Which is our last segment. Our last segment. It's a very intense last segment, too. Uh, It's like a mega segment. It is. I had to break this segment up into many segments. Um, So as Stephen mentioned in his anchor call in moment the sixth circuit federal appeals court has reinstated the biden administration's vaccine and testing requirements for private businesses that cover about 80 million american workers fun fact uh i think that things had to be in place by january 4th before the stay uh and then they took a couple of weeks off because of the stay and then they went okay now it needs to be in place because of there was a delay. You have six extra days. Um, now, the ruling by the six U by the six U.S. Court of Appeals in Cincinnati lifted a November injunction that had blocked the rule from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which applies to businesses with at least 100 workers. In the decision Friday, the Sixth Circuit noted that OSHA has a historical precedent for using <laughs> for. <laughs> for using wide discretion um, to ensure worker safety and demonstrated the pervasive danger that COVID-19 poses to workers, unvaccinated workers in particular, in their workplaces. Now, we covered this not long ago. Mm -hmm. OSHA, in their time period of uh, issuing, well, in all of their time period, has issued, I believe, eight, I believe eight of these mandates. Five of them have been overturned. Yes. And then there's this one. Yep. Kind of goes to say that they don't have a long history using wide discretion to ensure worker safety. Because anytime that they've had to do an ETS, uh, the vast majority of the time, it has gotten canceled. Yes. So there is historical precedent. It's that it gets blocked. Tossed out. Yeah. That it gets blocked. Yes. Um, so stupid. Uh, the Labor Department on Friday said OSHA would not be, oh, I guess I put this in the notes, uh, will not issue citations for non-compliance with any of the requirements until January 10th, giving people a whole yep. extra six days. Uh, and it yep. will not issue citations for testing requirements until February 9th. So as long as businesses are making good faith efforts to implement the rules, they will not be cited. Yeah, that means this is going to the Supreme Court soon. Yes. Now, the moment that the Sixth Circuit uh, made their decision, Judge Kavanaugh was inundated by petitioners who reached out uh, 
asking him to freeze a federal appeals court decision from Friday that revived the mandate while the appeals process played out. The reason they reached out to him is because he is the judge that presides over the Sixth Circuit. Now, what Stephen Witt said isn't 100% accurate. Uh, he said that this was a judge that was appointed by Obama that made the decision. The yeah. Sixth Circuit has three justices on it. One was appointed by Obama, one was appointed by Trump, and one was appointed by George W. Bush. So the one that was appointed by Trump said no. Can you blame the one that was appointed by Obama or do you blame the one that was appointed by Bush? Either way, both of these people said, no, this, this passes muster. We should be able yep. to do this. Yep. You can't put it on one because it was multiple judges that did it. Um, yep. And both of them were wrong. Both um, of them were wrong. Now, thankfully, Matt, the Supreme Court is definitely going to strike this down, right? If I was a betting man, I would stay away from that bet so hard. Mm. I wouldn't bet, like, I wouldn't bet against it. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't bet for it. Um, as we know, based on different state mandates, Trump appointees Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh have not overturned or voted to overturn a single mandate that has come across their desks or even placed a freeze on them until all appeals have played out. Nope. Now, with the Omicron variant surging and the scare tactics the media has been playing, I've got little faith that the Supreme Court is going to overturn this, especially when you have the National Institute of Health predicting a million cases a day. Well, Matt, that definitely means that we need to all go out and get vaccinated so that we won't get this deadly, deadly disease, right? Uh, well, I'm not sure if it's the best idea for the Omicron variant, because according to studies, roughly... 80% of the people who have gotten the disease are already vaccinated. Roughly 80% are already vaccinated. Now, to note, to be clear, uh, roughly 70% of the uh, U.S. population is vaccinated. So it is likely that someone who's... Uh, uh, well, let me put it this way. If the vaccine isn't good at all at stopping you from getting or spreading COVID, it would stand to reason that the vast majority of people that are getting COVID are vaccinated because the vast majority of people who are the vast majority of people or a, a large majority, almost three quarters are vaccinated. But that would only be the case if it was very, very, very unlikely for the vaccine to stop you from getting the Omicron variant. And it said in there, 14 of the people, uh, 14 of the people had gotten the booster that they're trying to push on everyone. 14 of them had also received mm -hmm. a booster, although five of those, so 
uh, occurred less than 14 days after the additional shot before full protection kicks in. So um, nine of them had gotten the booster and were at full protection. Mm. So some of them were fully vaccinated and boosted, but they weren't fully, fully vaccinated. Right. Hmm. So total side note, completely unrelated to any of this. Uh, according to the uh, only major study on the effectiveness of the vaccine on the Omicron variant, uh, that was it was done in South Africa. Uh, the Pfizer vaccine is roughly 33% effective against COVID, which means that the like it's likely that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is well, they just stopped digits. The Johnson and Johnson vaccine was pulled because of yeah. fear of blood clots. Mm. But Which also, is weird because if you had yeah. said that yeah. eight months ago, we wouldn't be on the air anywhere, 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 anywhere. So we're looking at a disease that is more transmissible than the Delta variant, the beta variant, the alpha variant. Um, but we are also looking at a disease that is easily treated at home, according to the doctors who discovered it. And the big difference maker, the big difference maker between the Omicron variant and any of the variants that have come before it is that this stays here. It stays up. It doesn't drop into the lungs is what they're finding. It doesn't go into the lungs, which is why you not many, I think 12 or it might be 13 or 14 people have died because of yep. Omicron, um, and they aren't releasing anything else about those people. Um, with the numbers that are coming in, you would think that you would see high hospitalization rates and high uh, and high death rates, but the death rates aren't doing anything. Hospitalization's going up. But if you go into a hospital and say, hey, do I have COVID? And they test you, and they're like, yes, you have COVID. And they're like, oh, do I have to stay here? They go, no, you can go home. That counts as a hospital hospitalization. Visit. Yep. Yes. And most people right now that are worried about if they have COVID are getting are getting tested one of two ways. Because if you go to a uh, what like a, a urgent cl care clinic or a doctor's office, you're going to be waiting quite some time to be doing that. So they go to a hospital or they go to CVS or Walgreens or whatever, and they buy their own kit and they go home. And they get tested and they likely don't tell anyone what the results are because it either comes back negative uh, and they go, okay, great. Or it comes back positive and they go, hmm, I better wear a mask maybe for the next few days. I feel fine though. And that doesn't get counted. Yep. That doesn't get counted as a case, which means that the uh, CFR, the case fatality rate, which is around one and a half percent right now, is likely much, 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 much lower than that maybe even half as low as that because it's not factoring in the people who had absolutely no clue that they had COVID because they didn't even have a symptom or maybe they were sniffly. And it also doesn't count the people that, uh, did, uh, that got tested found at home. It was positive. They felt fine. So they just lay low quarantined, didn't go out, maybe even told people that they were, that they had it, but didn't report it to anyone didn't officially report it to anyone so it doesn't get counted by the way does anyone know how to officially report 
that you have COVID other than going to a doctor, which wouldn't make sense if you can't afford health care and you aren't really feeling that sick to begin with? No? Huh. Weird. Um, now, the fierce campaigns yes. for what was being reported as many cases for the vaccinated, for the people who took the experimental drug, uh, is that, you know, they're, un, they're unsymptomatic uh, and that it will be mild. Um, South African doctors say most cases are going to be mild, but here in America, we say that if you're vaccinated, it'll be mild and unsymptomatic. Um, yes. But that isn't stopping the media from using the fear campaigns, talking about the million cases per day that we're going to be getting and how uh, we might be looking at, according to Fauci, 17,000 deaths a day. And the White House putting out this, they did not put out Tom Arnold, uh, putting out this <laughs> oh, they press release saying, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. Remember that sentence, by the way. You're yep. d- you've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Yes, you 20% of people who are getting Omicron. have been vaccinated. Now, if that's not a threat, I don't really know what is. Like, Eric Swalwell saying, we'll use nukes on you. Like, that's a threat. That was a threat. This This is like dangerous foreshadowing from anybody uh from any from any bad guy in a movie and when they say uh can you pull it back up i want to make sure i say the quote correctly Mm, there we go uh we are intent on not letting omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated that means they have zero issue disrupting work and school for the unvaccinated they are going to try to jam this mandate through. Yep. And they are and going not just to make that it, one. Yeah, and not just that one. And they are going to try to make it more and more difficult for people to not get the vaccine, which has absolutely nothing to do, nothing to do at all with the fact that the U.S. government owns 50% of the patent on the mRNA vaccine that they are using uh, for this. Nothing to nothing. do with that. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Nope. No, absolutely. Uh, incidentally, in, in, incidentally, just to note, because I've had a lot of people contact me in my inbox and they're like, I don't get it. Do they really think this this kind of you know talk is going to make me get vaccinated? I've already made a decision not to get vaccinated. Do you think threats are going to make me do it? Some idle threats about how I'm going to die when I know that that's not true. Uh, and, you know, the fact that, you know, this vaccine that the Omicron variant is actually uh, you know, uh, by all by all accounts, much more mild than the other versions and much more resistant to vaccines, meaning that any narrative they had for why you need to get vaccinated, especially if you're younger, has pretty much gone away. It's definitely just a personal choice for you to make. You know, this makes no sense. It makes no sense if you think that the goal of this is to get more people vaccinated or to save lives. It isn't. 
This is what government does to people they want to marginalize. Before they can truly start beating you up, before they can truly start oppressing you, and we can look at every historical example of this that you want to look at, they first have to normalize talking to and about you like you are a scumbag. You aren't even really human in the truest sense. You certainly don't care about other humans. And frankly, any bad thing that happens to you, not only is your fault, but we should kind of celebrate it. it. You deserve it, and we should kind of like high-five each other about it happening. We hear this in the way that uh, um, border hawk politicians and corporate media uh, that are border hawks talk about um, illegal immigrants. We heard about this very much in uh, about Muslims, especially immediately after 9-11. We hear this kind of talk about homeless people. We hear this kind of talk about uh, um, people with uh, mental health issues. We hear this kind of talk about gun owners. We hear this kind of talk about all sorts of different uh, 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 single parents, poor single parents. We hear this kind of talk about convicted felons. We hear this kind of talk about natives and people of color. We hear this kind of talk when it is about a group or person that government and corporate media want to normalize abusing. They start by calling you and telling others to call you a scumbag who is all your fault, all evidence to the contrary that the bad thing is happening, and therefore when the bad thing happens to you, good. They're happy that it's happening to you. They actually want it to happen to you. And you'll notice that they're talking less and less about the virus itself unless it's also coupled with demonizing people who are unvaccinated, despite the fact that whether or not you're vaccinated increasingly matters little. And again, we're not telling you not to get vaccinated, okay? Especially if you are older or you have comorbidities, it's actually probably a good idea to get vaccinated. But again, that's a personal choice for you to make. Get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. That is completely up to you. We support your decision 100%. Whatever way you want to go, that is completely up to you to decide. This is about prepping people for what they're going to do to unvaccinated people. That's what that's about. And pull it one more time, pull that up. Okay. And if you take a look at the last line here where it says, for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a weird winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. This went out from the White House. This was a quote from Biden's staff. You know, he didn't cobble together these words. He's no, like, no, like, no. Uh, now, a hundred monkeys at typewriters could have done that uh, so much easier than he could have. Um, yep. But it was approved by his staff, and this went out across uh, every major national news outlet. It was all over social media. Now, if you were a fun Facebook page and you wanted to post something quoting the president, 
or at least the president's staff, and put it on a fun picture. To make fun of what he actually said. To make fun of what he actually said. Now I'm going to keep moving it, (laughs) and we're going to tell you why. Wishing you and your family a winter of severe illness and death. You may, you can even see it on there. No, it says notice. Uh, notice this picture is no longer visible to people or whatever it says there. Yeah, this photo um, is no longer. Now, why is that, Matt? Why is this photo no longer visible? Because that photo violated Facebook's community standards and got yeah. us a hard strike on Facebook. Yeah, the reason that we're running late uh, to starting this show is because as we were about to go live, we got this doozy sent to us, a notice that this violated community standards. Not this actual threat. That didn't violate community standards for Joe Biden to threaten tens of millions of people with suffering severe illness and death, not to mention whatever he has cooked up to disrupt their lives, disrupt work and school, as he put it, because they're not doing the right thing. Again, all evidence to the contrary. No, the bad thing was that we made fun of the threat he made. Anyone who still thinks that social media is just a private company, a series of private companies making decisions and not a bunch of companies that are in the Atlantic Council working directly with uh, governments, developed nation governments from around the planet to decide what you are or are not allowed to say on social media as per those governments' wishes. Yeah, that's actually what they are. They're definitely not private companies. At least they're not acting privately and making this decision. They are acting under uh, coercion and and uh, subsidization and reward to uh, determine. Which, by the way, doesn't mean end Section 230. It means the opposite. It means get government out of social media and the internet entirely. It doesn't mean put entirely. them directly in charge of it. Right. Um, a lot of people are mad at Disney right now, rightfully so, for a numerous amount of reasons. Uh, the one that I am mad about that Disney has done recently, and no, it's not the firing of Gina Kern, whatever her name is, the girl that was on Mandalorian. Kaylee uh, McEnany. Right. Um, there is an episode of The Simpsons where The Simpsons go to China. Yes. And they have a fantastic joke in there where The Simpsons go t- to Tiananmen Square. And... There's a sign there that says, on this date in 1989, I can't remember what, when Tiananmen Square happened. Um, absolutely nothing happened here. And it's hilarious because it's China, and of course they're covering up what happened at Tiananmen Square. When yeah. Disney Plus went to China, they said, you have to remove that episode. And Disney said, okay. And I have not fact-checked this, but I heard a report earlier this week, yesterday, that that episode has been pulled worldwide to appease China, the government, not the people. 
what Facebook is doing by pulling down that, where we literally quoted. Yep. We didn't. We we stole that from some. I don't know who we stole that from. Yeah, we didn't uh, make that. We. I, yeah, I, it was actually a screenshot from a funny TikTok video, and I, I put it on there. Um. When Facebook pulls that down, when they pull down that meme where we were making fun of the president and using his verbiage, they are doing the exact same thing that China is doing when they say, you cannot play this episode for anybody in the world. Yep. And they're doing it on behalf of our authoritarian government instead of, in in this case, instead of the, that authoritarian government which is why again the problem is government it's not specifically this government instead of that government or this politician instead of that politician or this party instead of that party it's government it is the coercive violent monopoly that is government government is the problem and always is the problem always always you give me a now, problem, and I can give you in at least four de- in in four degrees or less, probably three degrees or less of separation. I can tell you why that's the government's fault. Now, Francis Collins, who is the former now director of the National Institute of Health uh, and Fauci's boss, he retired this week. And upon leaving, he sang his swan song for everyone, but before he, before leaving, uh, well, that's a weirdly worded sentence, but not yes. before leaving on this, uh, on this very weird up note. Uh, I'm worried and I know people are tired of this. I'm tired of this, but the virus is not tired of us. He said, quoting Magnolia paraphrasing a line from the movie magnolia which is yes. a great movie if you haven't seen it um yes. not like anyone... <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead if anyone, if anyone listen if anyone listening to this is thinking of throwing caution to the winds because it's been so long and they're just so sick of it there are real consequences there we do not know what this virus is capable of doing Nobody was expecting Omicron. I feel like that's something we, were, we should have been expecting. We, we were we were expecting Omicron. The one this one really was a curveball. It's almost yeah. like we're starting over with a different virus from where we began. Yeah, one that's way less deadly and um or appears to be way less deadly and way less uh uh, uh susceptible to the vaccine. It's a curveball for uh, them. It's a curveball for them. Uh, all of us were expecting something coming on the heels of Delta, but we expected it to be a Delta Plus, which they're thinking more deadly. They aren't thinking less. Yes. He's saying the loud part. Yep. He's Sorry, saying the ahead. quiet part loud. He's um, saying the quiet part out loud. Instead, they were what hoping we got- for something more deadly. Yes. Instead, what we got was Omicron, which bears no relationship to any of the previous strains. We're mm. dealing with a virus that is quite sufficiently different that does really seem to stress the immune system's ability to respond to it. Mm, mm. Does it? Not according to every single report coming from other places, not named it, England. 
it stresses the immune system's ability to stop it. Not so much the rest of it, because it turns out that coronaviruses naturally want to become less deadly over time. And this one's becoming less deadly quickly, uh, less deadly over time and spread more easily. Do you know how I know this? Because all of us have gotten coronaviruses dozens of times in our lifetime. Many times when we were just very young children. Because most or a good number of the common cold viruses that make up the common cold are coronaviruses and rhinoviruses. Coronaviruses and some of those coronaviruses are the descendants of viruses that would have straight up and did straight up kill many of our ancestors. Now, it's a sniffle. And that's what this thing's trying to become. A sniffle that can't be stopped by a vaccine. Now, I don't know how many of you watched, I believe it was January 14th of 2021. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's when it was. Um, I don't know how many of you watched the episode that we did with Thomas Queter. If you didn't, don't, don't. Just don't. Yeah, the audio was terrible. Audio was terrible. Video Just take our was word ter- for it. Yeah, trust us, don't. But in that episode, we were talking about vaccines and how they work on viruses. And the reason that they don't work on viruses is because viruses mutate. Viruses try to live. Viruses want to go on, and they know in their weird little virus brains that by killing off the hosts, they also die. And much like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, life uh, 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 finds a way. And finds a way. And that is what is happening. They know, it knows, the virus somehow knows. I don't understand it. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But I have understood this about viruses my entire life. You can't have a vaccine. You can't have a vaccine for. You can't. You can't have a vaccine for a virus because the virus will mutate because it wants to continue to live. Especially a coronavirus. Hey, kids, ever heard of another vaccine for a coronavirus? No, they compare it to their smallpox vaccine and their chickenpox vaccine and their measles mumps and rubella vaccine those aren't coronaviruses this spreads very very easily and it apparently is really good at not getting vaccinated against i mean this is inside of two years that we've gone from the vaccine is ostensibly something like 90 percent uh effective against this virus to now it's like yeah 30s ish what, what do you think the next one's going to be? Like, at what point does this become nonsensical to the majority of people? Does it need to be 10% effective? 8% effective? 5% effective? Does it need to become 30 or 40% effective at even stopping you from getting severe illness? Or, or on the other end, how low does the rate of actually getting sick, uh, you know, seriously ill or dying from this need to go? 5.5%? Half a percent? 
0.3%? Does it need to reach flu territory around 0.1, 0.2%? Does it need to become literally only as deadly as the flu and the vaccine only as or even less effective than the flu shot before we can say, hey, I don't think this thing's going away. Maybe we should decide how we want to live our lives as individuals instead of having the government force something that obviously isn't working on us. I don't know. That sounds crazy. Now, before Francis Collins left, actually, as he was leaving, yes. he literally left with a swan song he sang his mm-hmm. way out and if yes. you haven't seen this we are going to play it and spike feel free to end this much sooner i am playing this entire thing somewhere past the pandemic when we're free i'm already free a life I remember full of activity I, I love that this is being sung as though like the majority of people vaccinated and unvaccinated haven't largely just returned to their life to whatever extent government allows them to like and, and some even outside of what government allows like that that the, that the majority of people are still sitting there like this is March of last year you know freaking out and wondering what the future is going to be like I like that. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere past the pandemic, masks will come off. No more need for a nose swab every time we cough. As we are gathered here today, COVID's toll has hit and sent us reeling. But partners like the ones right here will help to make the pathway clear to find a true healing. He said partners here, and then it panned slightly to the left to show nothing. To show nothing. And then he said to find the true healing as opposed to where it came from. Hmm. Yeah, we definitely can't find out where it came from. That's, yeah. I. By the way, I just, well, I'll wait till after this. Life will resume. We'll all complain about the traffic. Forgetting how we hated Zoom. Somewhere past the pandemic, we'll hug our friends. Already do. Or, yeah. People and science that brought the pandemic's end. My dozen years are almost through but it's been great to work with you let's end covid now thank you hhs this is what's incredible about that is that's a glimpse into the people that are that are still thinking this way and there aren't nearly many 
that are still i remember the people that were giving me a hard time last year because i was going around and i wasn't masked or vaccinated well they, there wasn't a vaccine at the time you know i was campaigning meeting all these people and they're like you're really close to a lot of people and i'm like yeah that's him we're fine they're going they've most of them have gone back to the, the 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 for the most part the people that i've seen who are you know um the the people that i've seen who uh are are still living that way are hypochondriacs uh misanthropes um and agoraphobes and they are basically using this as an excuse for the fact that they're that yes yes which again if that's how you want to live that's fine but it's like fine. i don't care yeah i don't care if yeah. that's what, how you want to live that is totally fine with me but you should not i'm not going to force you to leave your house why are you trying to force me to stay in mine yes exactly so i want to end on a good note um because that was terrible and <laughs> i'm gonna download this video hold on that was made by our good friend Dan, this by Dan? Schmott. Yeah. Smots, Have you seen small, this? Small, small, yeah. Smots. Have you seen this? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is no, I just want to download it. Okay. Well, it's already downloaded. Miracle of modern science. Um All right, here we go. This is way better than that. All right, hold on. Um, so this is Rudolph the Masked Up Reindeer, which is, I'd like to first of all say that nothing in here, uh, we don't make any uh, scientific claims <laughs> here at Muddy Waters. Uh, and uh, this is the, uh, this is the, uh, the thinking of uh, Dan Smots. And, uh, but I think you're going to enjoy this. So here we go. No Gavin and Nancy and Pritzker and Clinton. Cuomo and Whitmer and Donald and Brandon. But do you recall the most hated reindeer of all? Rudolph the messed up reindeer. Used to have a shining nose. And if it wasn't messed up. Die! 
to corporate media hacks on this fraud Christmas night. Santa crashed his sleigh. Rudolph's nose was censored by hypochondria worldwide. As Santa spiraled downward, his very last Christmas Eve, he shouted, let's go Brenton. Some words that I can't repeat There, that's the ending we needed. So, uh, thank you all for starting out your holiday season with us here yes. at Muddy Waters. Um, yes. This week, we still have episodes uh, tomorrow and on Thursday. And tomorrow, yes. who do you have on? Uh, tomorrow, I have on uh, Eliza Blue. Uh, she is, uh, and we have had to, this is, if you've heard me say this before, it's because we've had to cancel twice. Um, for various reasons one was because of uh, both times one time because of technical issues and the other time i can't remember why now uh wasn't I think that because uh, spectrum spectrum was doing intermittent outings and that was one of the times and then there was the other time it was because of something else anyway a scheduling conflict or something like that with the lights but anyway she's coming on tomorrow and we are going to talk about she is a uh, survivor of sex trafficking and she's going to talk about all the sex trafficking that's happening and all the child trafficking that's happening and how we can advocate against it and uh, what's really happening here. She's following it very, very closely. And uh, so she's going to be on. And then on uh, Thursday, you have an episode of the writer's block. I do. It's going to be the Christmas Eve Eve episode of the writer's block in which Amy Lepore, the vice chair of the libertarian party of Delaware will be on as my guest um, and I can't wait for everybody to find out the happenings in Delaware because, whoo. Yeah. It's better than it was a month ago. It is better. It's still, yeah, it's much yes. better than it was when she was supposed to be on. Uh, she yes. was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, and we had to cancel for reasons um, that were beyond our control. And uh, so I was lucky to get her on as quickly as possible to be able to talk. Um, but I'm very excited to have her on so we can find out what happened and what is happening. Uh, but it's going to be a fantastic episode. And then on Friday. And then on Friday. It's Christmas Eve, so we Christmas hope all Eve. of you spend as much time as you can with your families um, over the over the holiday weekend and yes. stay safe. Go out, have fun, do however you celebrate. We don't care. Yes, have a blessed. Actually, I think today's Yule. Have a great Yule today, or solstice, or whatever it is, and uh, have a great. Oh, yeah, today's Christmas. the first day of winter. Yeah, yeah. today's the first day that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, have a great, uh, Christmas holiday, however you celebrate or don't celebrate it. Uh, then join us right back here next Monday for another episode of Mr. America, the bearded truth with Jason. Nope. He's taking the week off because he's a slacker because he loves his family and wants to spend the holidays with them. But 
join us next Wednesday. Sure. Sure. Uh, next Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. Thursday sounds good, too. One of these days, either Wednesday or Thursday, join us for, and we will definitely let you know before. We're not just going to drop it on you. Uh, join us either next Wednesday or Thursday uh, for the uh, 8 p.m. for the Muddy Waters of Freedom special end of year, year ender, ender, year ender episode yes. where Matt Wright and I will be literally in that chair together physically on like a like cr just crammed into that chair yeah, we're going to we, have to remove the arms definitely... yeah it's possible yeah and so we'll do that and we will go through uh, the year end and all the stories were forgot and uh, have a really great time to start ringing in the new year. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, be sure to um, to have a great holiday season. Now, Matt, before we let these fine folks go, is there a way that they can follow us on the Internet? And if so, how is that even possible? It would be possible if you are one of the old school listeners who uh, don't enjoy looking gazing upon the beauty of these faces whilst we wax on about the goings-on in the world all you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash muddy yes muddied waters anchor.fm anchor while you're there yes while you're there you can subscribe and become a member. Become a member of the muddy, muddy, the mud people, the mud. Become a member of the subscribe. Of the muddy, the muddy buddies. I don't want to call it that. <laughs> there hasn't been anything I've wanted to call it. I you can also leave us messages. Yes. You can also leave us messages that we will play live on the air. We'll play Tuesday messages night. on the air. Yes. And no, you can't donate anymore. You can only subscribe. You can um, become a subscriber. You can be a subscriber. Oh, you also, you also get a discount. You get a discount to the Muddied Waters Media Store. That's right. You get a ten percent discount. Twenty percent. Ten percent. You get a discount to the Muddy. You get a discount. <laughs> I don't know what the discount is. I do. You get a sizable discount. It's a sizable discount. It's a sizable discount. And I'm getting dirty looks. I'm getting dirty hi, Sarah. Looks my... Sarah. Hi, hi Sarah. My beautiful, wonderful fiance. Wait till we're there next week doing it in person, and she'll be staring yeah, at both of us angrily. She will be staring at both of us angrily. She's so mad at me, she let the dog in. Wow. Yeah. What a betrayal. I know. Or you can listen, find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that is fantastic, folks. Uh, thanks so much again for tuning in to this episode. And uh, have a great, great holiday season. And we love you very much. And we will see you very soon. Have a great Merry Christmas. We love you. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs>